0: Who else commands all See bro.
1: Easter Sunday. Our theme today is a living hope. First thing I want to let you know is if you're looking for the sermon for today, you've clicked the right button, so don't panic. Uh, But uh, we are going to do things just a little differently today. Uh, The elders are going to come to you and have parts of this uh, uh, program today, and uh, it's so great to to be able to communicate with you uh, today, and we wanted to just share a little bit with you. Uh, My task is to kind of update you on a few things, uh, then I want to pray over you, and also I've got a special guest with you, with me, that I want to uh, have come in a little bit later. But some of the things that we want to make sure that you're aware of that are going on here at Western Hills, first of all, we want to make sure that you're aware that on Saturdays, uh, one of the elders uh, will be here at the church building from 10 to 12, and we'll be here to take prayer requests. And to hand out communion supplies and uh, have a short devotional that we could give you if you want that as well and also any contributions that you might uh, want to drop off that that time. Speaking of your giving, we want to thank you for your continued giving. You've done a fantastic job. Uh, Just yesterday I was asked you know how do we do that by someone and uh, real simple you could either mail it in Drop it by the church uh, anytime. Uh, Saturdays is great as well. Or you can do online giving if you haven't signed up for that yet. So please note that that's something that you can do as well. Also, we want to make sure that you're aware of, uh, you know, we selected uh, Nate Nix as our uh, youth minister. Nate was scheduled to begin uh, early May. Uh, we felt that uh, it was best to try to move that date up so that uh, we could have uh, his involvement with our youth. Uh, he is available, as many of you might know, that uh, classes were uh, cut short, and so uh, we've communicated with Nate, asked him if he could join us as quickly as possible, and he will be starting April 20th, so excited about that to have Nate uh, come in and join us. Also, we want to make sure that you're aware of the online classes and small groups that are going on. If you don't know about that, we would encourage you to contact the church office or to uh, call Jonathan Timms, who's our deacon over education. So at this time, I'd like to call upon the special guest i, I brought today, and that's my wife, Anita. And I want to have her come join me uh, as we say a prayer over you. Now, I think she might have something to say. I'll let her uh, have a time here.
2: Hi, Western Hills. I miss you guys. It's been, um, I, I kind of forget what day it is sometimes. and. I didn't really know what to wear. I'm not in sweats or leggings. So anyway, I I really miss you all. I pray you're safe. You're washing your hands and everything is going well. I can't wait to see you again.
1: All right. We want to, uh, I want to read a scripture with you before we begin our prayer. Then we'll pray over you. Uh, This comes from Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Let's pray together. Dear Father, we just come to you now at this time, and we praise your name. We thank you for the blessings that you give us each and every day. May we continue to just recognize those blessings. Father, we know that upon that day, that your son rose from that grave, that there were those individuals that couldn't imagine what had happened. Even though he told his, his disciples, he told the world what would happen. They didn't know. They didn't know the power that could come through you. But we know, we know that power, because we live on this side of the cross, and we thank you for that. So we, we we always know and be able to realize that we can draw upon that power in any crisis that we have. And we know that we can draw upon it during this crisis. So, Father, let us turn our eyes to you and realize that you have power that is more than we can imagine. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for the hope that we have through him. We thank you for the gift of eternal life with you. We pray these things in your Son's holy name. Amen. Amen. We love you, Western Hills.
0: We miss you. Bye. In this time of desperation, when all we know is the land. Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe.
3: Morning, I'm Jeff Ranky, and this is my wife. I'm going to read some scripture for you this morning to get us ready for the lesson. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and worshiped him then jesus said to them do not be afraid go and tell my brothers to go to galilee and there they will see me we want to say god bless you and happy easter and galen has a word to say too
0: thank you
1: um my our prayer for you is number 6 24 through 26 the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Jeff and I love you, and we just pray that you're all safe and well.
2: Good morning. It's a blessing for Margaret and me to be here with you to share communion this morning.
4: We really miss you all so much, and we just can't wait till we're all back together again sharing the services and the communion.
2: Easter is a special time, a time of renewal and a time of hope. In 1 Peter 1, Peter captures these ideas when he says these words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. In Christ, we do have a living hope, we do have the promise of an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. It's an inheritance that Christ himself has already reserved in heaven for each one of us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this bread that reminds us of Christ's body, given as a sacrifice for each of us. In Christ's name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for this cup, reminding us of the blood of Christ that was shed for us, that we might have an inheritance of eternal life with You. In Christ's name, Amen. It's a blessing to be here with you this morning, and we just want to tell you how much we look forward to being with you soon.
0: Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip.
4: church. It's great to be with you today. It's good to see you this Easter Sunday. I also want to just thank all the elders and their wives for helping out today in the service. You know, they they love you so much, and we love you so much. And um, we can't wait until God brings us back together as a great big family here at Western Hills, and that's going to happen soon. We know that, but until then, just stay safe. I want to thank, um, of course, in the at the beginning, Phil and Anita did a great job in our welcome this morning. I just love that about them. And Jeff and Galen, the just powerful scriptures that they read over us this morning. Uh, of course, Jim and Margaret leading us in our communion time together, and we appreciate that so much. And actually, that's where we're going to pull from today is that scripture that Jim read for us in First Peter chapter one, uh, talking about the living hope uh, that we have in Christ Jesus, and then. When I finish, then you're going to be. We're going to finish up with the Stan and Kim, and um, that's a delight as well. We love them all so much. They're just so gracious to me, and Don and I just um, can't thank them enough for giving us an opportunity to be part of your family. And God is good. You know, Abraham Lincoln once wrote these words. He said, "I am now the most miserable man living." Sounds like something in a caption of a newspaper even today. He went on to say. If what I feel were equally distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful face on planet Earth. Whether I shall ever be better again, I cannot tell. To remain as I am is impossible. I must die or be better. You know, as Lincoln wrote and said those things, all of us, I suppose, have been in those moments of despair in our life. Maybe perhaps that's where you're at in the midst of this crisis that's in our world today. But Lincoln was right. I think he was right on target when he said, we cannot live in a total despair. We either die or we get better. And life without some degree of hope is really no life at all, is it? Hope. How hopeful are you this Easter? I think that's a good way to start today is how hopeful are you of things? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe this. I'm not sure. Well, let me start off with a couple of stories here. When I was in high school back in the day and this really dates me but back in the day there was a guy a young man there that was an encourager no doubt. Every time I saw him, every time I was there, he, I sat right next to him in English class. His name was Gary York. When we were freshmen in high school he came down with leukemia. But he was always an encouragement no matter what he went through. All the things that I saw him go through, go, going bald and just all the other things that went on, he was always an encouragement. And in our sophomore year, of course, we lost Gary. But every time I think of him, I always think of something positive because of his encouragement to me throughout my life. When I thought about him this week, I thought of another story that I'd like to share with you. This this young man's name was Douglas. He was fifteen years old. He lived in Missouri and He wasn't feeling good for several days and finally his mother took him to the doctor and they sent him to the hospital and they diagnosed him with leukemia as well. The doctors told him in frank terms, you know, this is not a good thing. Of course, we're going to give you some medicines and it's going to be really play havoc on your body and all the things that you might go through and how it's going to change you um, physically and all the things that you might uh, go through in those times. You're going to be bald and all of that and and of course, during this time, he became very depressed, as many people do. His aunt called the floor shop one day and simply said she wanted to send him an arrangement of flowers, maybe to cheer him up a little bit. So she told the clerk there that this was for her teenage nephew and that she wanted to just to encourage him a little bit. They took the order, of course. And the next day, the flowers arrived. They were beautiful. Douglas read the card from his aunt with no emotion whatsoever. And then he saw saw something. He saw another card that was attached to the flowers. It simply read, Dear Douglas, I took your order, you see. I work at the florist. I want you to know that I had leukemia when I was seven years old, and now I'm 22 and doing great. Good luck with yours. My heart goes out to you. Sincerely, Laurel Bradley. They say his face just lit up. And all he could say was, wow, oh wow, with excitement in his voice. What was interesting to that fact was this, is that here is this Douglas. He's in the hospital surrounded by these millions of dollars worth of equipment. He's surrounded perhaps by some of the best doctors and nurses that are out there. And to you doctors and nurses and all of those on the front line, we love you and praying for you and thank you for what you're doing. But here is Douglas. He's surrounded by all of those things. And yet here it was. It was a sales clerk at a floor shop, perhaps making a couple hundred bucks a week or whatever, that took the time, that cared enough, and listened to her heart, to send a little note that gave Douglas hope, a will to carry on, of looking for a brighter hope, something better. That's amazing. You know, hope is a word that we should love. We grab onto it at certain times and we might say something about hope, but in times such as this that our world's going through, boy, we really want to hang on to hope. But hope is a word that we should love. I believe that. Webster describes it like this. He says, it's a feeling of of expression or an expression of a feeling. So, it's a feeling of expression that we have within us. A feeling of trust, it goes on to say. An expectation of, positive, of a positive outcome in our lives. You know, one thing I've noticed through this, this virus and all this chaos and this crisis that we are going through in our world today, there's one thing that I've noticed about all people. You know what that is? People want to live, they want to live. They want to have a higher expectation of a positive outcome in their own lives. Of course. They want to have hope. They want, and their cry is, our cry is, hope in something that's better than today. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul is the writer of the book of Romans. And in that, he was writing to a church that had gone through many things and many trials of their own. And in chapter 15, he told these words. He said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. My prayer for you this Easter is just that. May the God of hope fill your heart, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. He goes on to say, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you see, if God is the God of hope, and he is, And in him, one cannot find a higher outcome, and you can't. Why would anyone that wants to live not put their hope in him? You see, Christians, as Christians, we have a higher expectation of a brighter outcome in our lives. It's because we have hope. And just as Jim read in that scripture from 1 Peter, we have a living hope, scripture says. Let me read it one more time for you this morning just to remind all of us that we have a living hope or you can have a living hope in Jesus Christ. Watch what it says. Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish never spoil, never fade. It never goes away. Now, do you want to know why we celebrate Easter? Bingo. That's it. It is because of the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. We have hope. Hallelujah, we say. And the church says, amen. A little louder. Because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, for you, he wants to give you living hope. The single greatest victory in our history of All history is the day that Jesus walked out of the grave. It gives us hope. And the good news, it's not just for me. It's for you as well. It wasn't for God to simply walk out of the grave and simply say, oh, don't worry about me. I'm perfectly fine. No, he's telling us. And he even said in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall not perish. You catch that? He's the resurrection and the life. He gives us a living hope. Life with him. If we put our trust, our hope, our faith in him. You see, he loved us enough to give his son so that we might have hope of eternal life. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brought more than air to his lungs once again, Lakato writes. It brought us hope. It brought hope to a lost soul, yours and mine as well. And again, this Easter, you can experience an ever-present power of the resurrection, His resurrection in your own life if you will just put your hope in Him. He's alive. He's alive. And your decision, catch this, folks, your decision to believe that or not to believe that is the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life, ever. Nothing's greater than that. Nothing is more important than a decision for you to believe in the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Because it can give you an assurance of tomorrow. It gives you a living hope. Yes, it is true I may not know what tomorrow brings, but I know who holds all the tomorrows to come. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus and when we put our faith in Him, things change for us because it becomes that true living hope. You see, when they put Jesus on the cross and they put Him in the grave that day, His accusers thought it was over. But I got good news. God had a plan. God had a plan And that plan was for you and me to have all the tomorrows that our tomorrows would never end with him. You see, he tore the bars off of hell for you and for me to set us free. That's right. And on the third day, he won the victory. The grave could not hold him. He won the victory over the grave and declared that you and I could declare that in our lives. We could have that as well someday. Hope, a living hope. You see, the truth is none of us will ever get it right, all right. None of us will get it right enough so that we'll stand before God and say, this is what I did and so you must give me heaven. doesn't work that way. I'm sure you do good. I'm sure you have good intentions. But good intentions doesn't get anybody to heaven. And good works don't get anybody to heaven. It only comes through Jesus the Christ. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever, that's you, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, living hope. That's the beauty of God. He never ends, and he wants your life to never end as well. That, to me, is good news. And the proof of all of that, our assurance is, the fact that that the tomb is empty. He's alive. He's alive. Let me end with telling you another story, if I can, real quick. There was a man that was walking down the street in town one day, and he looked into a window there, a store window, and he saw this beautiful painting of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And he just stared there for the longest time, just standing there, just staring at this beautiful picture. And then he noticed there was a little boy standing next to him. He patted the little boy on the head and smiled at him. He says, what does all of this mean? What does this mean? The little boy looked up at him and says, don't you know? You mean you don't know? He said, that man there, that's Jesus on the cross. And you see that woman? She's crying. She's crying. That's his mother. And you see those soldiers there? Those soldiers killed Jesus and put him in a grave. The man thanked the little boy and began to walk off. A few moments later, the man heard something. And he turned around. It was the little boy. And the little boy was running toward him and saying, Mr., Mr., wait a minute, wait a minute. I forgot to tell you something. What is it? What is it, the man said. What is it? He said, I forgot to tell you. That he didn't stay dead. He's alive. And he is, my friend. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose from the dead. And that first Easter morning that Jeff read for us earlier in Scripture, that first Easter morning the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said. Are you looking for hope today, my friend? Are you looking for a higher expectation of a greater positive outcome in your life? Look no further than Jesus. Look to Jesus. Don't look to the tomb. It's empty. Don't be afraid. He is alive and well. And he has conquered the grave, and he wants you to know that you can conquer the grave as well. You see, he wants you to have the greatest thing about hope, and that is life, living hope. If your hope is in him, your life is forever, my friend. That truly is living hope. Let's pray together. Father, we cannot thank you enough for loving us so much that you would give your one and only son to die on the cross so that we might receive the forgiveness of our sin. Our only hope is Jesus. And we thank you for giving us a higher expectation of a positive outcome, a living hope within us because of what Jesus did on the cross But because he came out of that grave on that day, Father, we have a living hope in him. May we praise you always and walk in your ways, knowing that you will guide us through any and all things. And in the end, you have promised to give us life eternal. Again, thank you. Thank you for that living hope in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, my friend. See you soon. Stay safe.
5: Kim and I are so glad that you could join us online today. COVID-19 has disrupted all of our lives and the things that we do. That being said, one thing that it will not disrupt and that it will never change is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it is only through him that we have the hope of eternal life. Thank you, Harley, for bringing that message of hope today. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for being our God. We, th- we thank you for your son and our savior Jesus, for the sacrifice that he made for us on the cross and for his resurrection. Thank you, thank you so much, Father. We pray that this COVID-19 virus will leave quickly. We know that you are in control and we pray for your continued watch and care. May our eyes always be fixed on Jesus, and may we honor and glorify you in all that we say and do. In his name, in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Stan and I just want to wish everyone a happy Easter, and even though we're social distancing, we just hope that you can find the blessings in every day. Because they're there.
5: Kim and I look forward to the day that we can come together with our brothers and sisters here at Western Hills. Until then, we hope you join us each Sunday online for Harley's message. Have a great week, and God bless you.
0: Amen.